page 136, we stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, imploring him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave me of my sins. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess to you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserve your punishment, now and forever. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, for sinful being. Upon this, your confession. I, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The introit. in thy power, O Lord, King Almighty. There is no man that can gainsay thee. For thou hast made heaven and earth and all the wondrous things under the heaven. Thou art Lord of all. Blessed are the undefiled in the way. Amen. 
Let us pray. Lord, we beseech Thee to keep Thy household, the Church, in continual godliness, that through Thy protection it may be free from all adversities and devoutly given to serve Thee in good works. To the glory of Thy name, through Jesus Christ, Thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with Thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. The Old Testament reading for the 21st Sunday after Trinity is from the 13th chapter of the book of Hosea. I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. O death, I will be your plague. O grave, I will be your destruction. Pity is hidden from my eyes. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle reading is from the sixth chapter of the book of Ephesians. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle with flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts and wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having the shroud of your feet, and having shod your feet, with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. According to St. John, the fourth chapter. So Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee, where he had made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he, had, when he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee... He went to him and implored him to come down and heal his son, 
for he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said to him, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. The nobleman said to him, Sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, Go your way, your son lives. So the man believed the word, of, the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went his way. And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Your son lives. Then he inquired of them the hour when he got better. And they said to him, Yesterday at the seventh hour. The fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said to him, Your son lives. And he himself believed, and his whole family, and his whole household. This again is the second sign Jesus did when he had come out of Judea into Galilee. This is the Gospel of the Lord. The Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins,
Our sermon text is from John 4, verse 50. So the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went his way. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The nobleman who came to Jesus asking him to heal his son believed in Jesus. Concerning the nobleman's faith, there is no doubt. However, this man's request was that Jesus travel back to Capernaum with him and heal his son. This trip would not happen. Jesus fully intended to heal the nobleman's son, but he was not going to travel back to Capernaum. In order that this that Jesus might give this man the words of healing, Jesus needed to direct his attention to the word of God alone. So when Jesus says, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe, he is chastening the crowds, which now include this newly arrived nobleman, He's chastising them for chasing miracles, but then ignoring the teaching of the word of God. The crowds had come to Jesus for reasons other than faith. Now, it's not uncommon for someone to be brought into the Christian congregation because, well, marriage, they married a churchgoer. Some have been attracted to the Christian faith by the beauty of the liturgy, or maybe by the uh, large repertoire of, of sacred Christian music. Others have come to church after experiencing a member's love or care. In fact, you may come because you grew up in the church and your parents brought you to church. You know, it really doesn't matter how the Lord brought you to sit in the pew and placed you within earshot of the Word of God. What matters is that you come to believe in Jesus as your Savior from sin, and you believe based on the Word of God, the Word of God alone. If the only reason you continue to come to church, though, is to please your spouse, then you have another God If you are only here to listen to good liturgical music, then you're a music chaser, not a believer. If your only concern is the social aspect of caring members and the fun get-togethers that we have, well, join a service club. Those who were brought to church because their parents believed the word of God and trusted in Jesus' salvation, those children one day will have to decide for themselves whether they believe the word of God or not. Jesus' words, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe, is a cry to create faith in those who are so close. They're sitting in the pews, but they're following Jesus for the wrong reason. Jesus grabs their idol and he holds it up high and says, this is getting in the way of you believing in me. You see, the miracles were to show that he was the compassionate son of God, but they had grabbed onto the miracles and refused to believe in their savior from sin. The correct response of the Galilean listeners should have been repentance. They should have been redirected back to the word of God. Now, we don't actually know how the crowds responded to Jesus' rebuke, but we do know that the nobleman believed in Jesus' words. When Jesus gave the nobleman the word, but refused to go with him, The text says, so the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went his way. Yeah, it may be that the nobleman came seeking a miracle-working Jesus, but due to the teaching of the Savior, he left without a miracle, trusting only in Jesus' word. 
Jesus strengthened the man's faith. When he came, the nobleman thought that Jesus had to come with him, but he left, trusting in the word of Jesus alone. He believed that Jesus was that loving Savior, and the word could, have, could, could do what he promised, heal his son. Romans 10, verse 17 says, Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. The message is heard from the word of Christ. You see, the message is sufficient to create saving faith. That biblical teaching of law and gospel, it can do it. The law teaches that we have sinned against God and we have deserved his wrath and punishment. The gospel teaches that Jesus' suffering, death, and resurrection has defeated sin, death, and the devil. Through faith in Christ, we have forgiveness and eternal life. But there are so many things that get in the way and keep us from believing in God's word alone. And some of those things are very good things if they are kept in their rightful place. Things like spouse, family, music, even love towards your neighbor. Fine and good. But Jesus says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you as well. If these things keep you from following the word of God, then we have become spouse chasers, family chasers, music chasers, and social chasers. Our God is seeking to strengthen your faith. The means which God uses to strengthen faith is always the word of God. However, God often uses the desire or the impetus for change. He brings that about by the occasion of trials and temptations. The nobleman came seeking a miracle for his son. He came seeking Jesus to make a trip back to Capernaum. It was that trial of the sickness that brought him to Jesus. But due to the sermon and the teaching of Jesus, the man left with only a word from Jesus, a promise. Job chapter 1, verse 21 says, The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The nobleman was given a strength in faith, and the Lord took away a weak faith. It's time to let go of your previously conceived ideas about God. It's time to interact with God on his terms, not on your terms. By holding God away at arm length, you have prevented that breakthrough which God had planned for you. Allow the word to instruct you about the true God. It's time to take another step. It's time for a change in your stagnating life. Like the nobleman at some point, you will need to hold on to the word alone and trust him. Today's epistle says, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Okay. You have the breastplate. Good. Now let's put on the helmet and the belt and the shoes. You have the shield of faith. Fine. Now let's give to you the gospel of peace. Jesus doesn't reject the nobleman and his request. Instead, Jesus takes a believer and he brings him along so that he trusts in the word of God alone. Last of all, there are times in everyone's life when we are tempted. Tempted to leave behind the word of God in which we trusted and then chase or cling to something else. We are willing to walk down the road only so far. Then we get nervous and we pull back. The nobleman didn't get offended. He didn't walk away when Jesus spoke about miracle chasing. And Jesus wanted to take his faith and strengthen it. The nobleman didn't give up when Jesus refused to go with him to Capernaum. The scripture says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart 
and lean not on your own understanding. What the Lord takes away, you don't need it anymore. What the Lord is giving, that is what you need where you are going. They that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed, but abideth forever. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Create in me, page Let us pray to the Lord. Lord Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we know that you use trials and sufferings to strengthen our weak faith, so that we are strengthened and we cling to Christ, and so we give you thanks for working through your word. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord O Lord, give your church great faith, so that all her members are faithful in attending service, in rejoicing in opportunities to learn the faith, so that God can use them to teach their household and their neighbors. Teach our Bishop James, all pastors in Christ, including our pastors, Gary and Michael, so that they are not satisfied with the weak faith of their members, but instead challenge them to a greater knowledge of God's word and a holy life. We ask that our director, Keeley, would be upheld and strengthened in her work on our behalf, with our learning center. We ask that our members would consider their abundant spiritual blessings, which are from you, as they consider their offerings for the next year. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you have appointed the governing authorities for the reward of those who do good and the punishment of evildoers. Lead us to honor those in authority, including our President Joe, our Governor J.B., our Mayor Steve, Bless our nation, its president, on all who serve in government, that we who rejoice in your truth may be permitted without restriction to declare your glory and serve you. We bring before you the soldiers, marines, airmen, sailors, and special forces, especially Danny, Jason, and Blake, those who put their lives in harm's way in order to defend our freedoms. And we ask that you would protect them from all dangers and lift their spirits during times of trial. Be with our country's veterans. Lead them, uh, lead us to show them honor and gratitude for their sacrifice. And we ask that you would free those uh, with haunting memories and according to your goodwill, restore their health and station. Guard and protect our police officers, especially Daniel and Alex from all harm and danger. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, be with our shut-ins, Carolyn, Patty, and Tom, our elderly, Violet. Provide for the needs of Kevin and Levi, Larry and Deb, Christina, Harold, Jim and Charlotte, Denise, Melanie, and Anita. Uh, be with the unborn children and mothers, Susan and Christina. Also with our students, with Tom and Kara, Jonathan, Sarah, Sadie, and Alexis. O oh Lord, your mercies are new every morning. We give you thanks for a 50 years of, of wed, wedding uh, for Dan and Patty Kenner. We ask you would keep them open to receive always more of your love, that their love for each other may never grow weary, but deepen and grow through every joy and sorrow. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord O Lord, Heavenly Father, we here remember the sufferings and death of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, for our salvation. 
Praising his victorious resurrection from the dead, we draw strength from his ascension before you, where he ever stands for us as our own high priest. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth, to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us, for to you alone we give all glory, honor, and worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. That we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection, Open to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, and thank you for having had mercy on those whom you created, sending your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Hear us as we pray in his name, and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, 
Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to Almighty God that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. We implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.